It's time again for your Portland Morning Brew. Casual conversations with business, city, and community leaders and influencers. Get to know your neighbors. News, views, and events all centered around our community. Now, here's your host, Troy Holden. Good morning. Welcome back to Portland's Morning Brew, our local Chamber of Commerce podcast where we publish weekly and talk about uh, area things that are going on. And today we are uh, happy to have a couple of folks from Ball State Community College with us, Karen Mitchell and Allison Webster. And we'll get into their roles and what they do and talk about the college. And we'll also be talking a little bit about the Ball State uh, College Foundation as well. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Good to have you. Good to have you. I hope you've had your uh, coffee this morning and you're ready to go. We are ready to go. (laughs) Good, 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 good. Well, first, let's touch a little bit on Vol State for anyone that might not know or understand about uh, Vol State Community College. They are in Gallatin, Tennessee. Uh, Vol State has been around a while. It was uh, founded back in 1971, so over 50 years um, a really nice, uh, when you go in and look at what they offer as far as some different things for a smaller community college, uh, business and tech, health sciences, uh, humanities and fine arts, math and science, nursing, social science. Um, they also offer online, uh, workforce training, uh, very involved in the community. So, uh, Karen, if you would first tell us how you came to be involved with Ball State and what you do there. Well, it sounds like you really don't need us because you just covered what the college does. So, <laughs> um, but I am Karen Mitchell and I'm Vice President for Resource Development and Executive Director of the Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, the resource development also encompasses our alumni and alumni engagement. And that's a part of Allison's role. She's our development officer, but she, I'll let her talk a little bit more late, a little bit later. Um, but you're right. For a lot of years, Volunteer State Community College was known as the best kept secret in Sumner County. I don't think we are a secret any longer, so I don't think that applies any longer. But what I do think surprises people is all of the offerings that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only that, but when people come to campus and and we are, give them a tour and we invite anyone who would like to come to campus because we love to show it off. But when we give a tour, people are absolutely stunned at what we do have and the quality and the up-to-date technology that we have through all of these programs. So all of those programs that you mentioned, when people leave here, they are ready to go into the workforce immediately, or they're ready to go straight into a four-year university, whatever their choice is. Um, I attended Ball State myself back in the 80s. And um, when I came to work here, I was first asked to just tag along on a tour of people. Um, And this was back in 2007. So I've been here for, it'll be 17 years in May. But um, I was asked to tag along and I was absolutely blown away at all of the buildings. And like I said before, the, the, the quality of the personnel, the passion with which our professors share what's going on on campus. And 
uh, and to find out some pretty incredible things. For example, our health sciences are top notch in the community. Uh, our ENT program, top notch in the community. They have waiting lists. Um, we're the only, we have the only sleep program in the state of Tennessee. We have the only ophthalmic program in the state of Tennessee. So we, we really blaze the trail. And a lot of people, I think, don't realize that. Mm-hmm. In several of our programs, we have a hundred percent pass rates, which a lot of folks can't really tout that. And so we're quite proud of what's going on at Volunteer State Community College. I will also say that in at our peak, which our peak was prior to 2020, so in, in 2019, we had over 9,000 students. Wow. Yes. Uh, yeah. and, and we were steadily growing each year. When mm-hmm. COVID hit, we took a significant, uh, had a significant decline, as as did um, all others, obviously. But I think folks have been very slow to come back. And I think now, though, we are just beginning to see a, a slight rebound. Mm-hmm. One thing that we learned, oddly enough, is prior to... Uh, COVID, we had a lot of people say, well, these young students, all they ever want is online. But we found out in COVID, that's not necessarily true. While they do like the online uh, way of of delivering instruction, they really like the in-person. And there are some classes that they just want to take in person. So Mm -hmm. I think that was a big part of what did hurt us. However, I will also say that our faculty, while they were already pretty skilled in online instruction, they became even more so. And they are now in a position where they can deliver a lot of really good online instruction. So I think we're in a really good position to deliver both on campus and online instruction. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, being a a uh, a two year, that's got to have a really big draw here locally because I know a lot of students coming out of high school maybe not prepared to to leave home and go somewhere, maybe not prepared to go to a big school, don't want to go to a big huge school. Um, this has got to be a draw, and there are so many things, as you said. You can come out of a two-year institution ready to go to work and, and equipped and educated, ready to go. Uh, my wife's a great example. She is a uh, she is a CT and uh, a RAD technician uh, at the ER here in Portland. And, of course, she lived in Mississippi at the time and went to Gulf Coast Community College. But a two-year program has earned her a wonderful income her entire life. I mean, so people should uh, really put a lot of uh, take a harder look at this at times because there's so many things in these two-year programs that are just spectacular that you can come out and hit the ground running. And even if you have taken a few years off, you know, you just said, I'm not sure what I want to do. And all of a sudden you look up and you're 22, 23 years old and you say, hey, this work, working at fast food is not working out. I need to go back to school. What a great place to go right here close that they can go and get that education in a couple of years. Uh, so you guys definitely uh, just a huge got has to be a huge draw even for the immediate area. 
Um, Karen, tell us a little bit about, you mentioned 17 years there. Tell us a little bit about what you did prior to coming to Ball State and what drew you there. Well, as I said, I'm an alum of Ball State, so I've always had a, a soft spot in my heart for Ball State. I actually met my husband here, so mm-hmm. uh, we have our, a Valentine's story. But um, I did not have higher education experience. I had nonprofit experience. Mm-hmm. So prior to my coming here in Sumner County, I had been the executive director of uh of the Cumberland Crisis Pregnancy Center for several years. And then I had also been the president and CEO of United Way of Sumner County for a number of years. Oh, okay. And then uh, came here. So I had nonprofit experience simply because this, uh, the, this vice president position is a, manages the foundation as well. And so oh, they were right. looking okay. for more nonprofit experience. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, now, the research that I had done tells me that Vol State sits on about a hundred acre campus. Is that still accurate? It is. We do. Uh, we have several buildings on campus, and a lot of that—that's the part that a lot of folks don't know about and aren't aware of. We added a Steinhauer Rogan Black Humanities Building in 2016. We expanded our health sciences back in 2008. We've renovated our work building and added a mechatronics wing, a Pam Ogden uh, business credit reports, mechatronics wing. And so we've done a lot, of, had a lot of growth in these last several years. But we also have campuses, satellite campuses. We have a campus in Springfield. We have a campus in Cookville. And we have a campus in Livingston. Oh, Okay. Okay, great. Great. Um, Before we ease over into the uh, foundation, uh, let's talk a little bit about extracurricular activities because um, a lot of students are always looking at that. Um, Yes, you go to a larger university, there's all the sports things are going on and this, that, and the other, but what all does Ball State also have that would interest uh, new students coming in? Well, um, I, I think there's a lot, actually. We, we try to have a lot of activity. We do have some intramural activities, but we have a phenomenal sports program that a lot of folks, I think, in the area aren't aware of. And our, all of our games are open to the public. And it, once people become aware of them, they, they become pretty quick fans. But we have men's and women's basketball and we have baseball and women's softball. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yes. And our softball has has earned many awards. Our coach, uh, Johnny Lind, who played basketball at Beach for many, many years, and he coached softball, the girls' softball here for many years. And he hit his thousandth game mark. Last year, he has taken multiple teams to national championships. So it's been phenomenal. He has now moved over into the role of our men's basketball coach. Oh, so okay. we, are, we are very excited about that. And, awesome. and our sports, like I said, a lot of folks, that's one thing I think a lot of folks don't realize that we offer and have. Mm-hmm. And it's a great fun family time to just bring your family to come watch as well. But it's also a draw for students. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A great thing to do. I um, had mentioned that because I know every time you drive by, you know, you're going to see the field. And uh, I hope, you know, people understand, you know, wanted them to understand and know there's, it's not just a field there. I mean, there's a lot going on with, with the sports. And uh, I know that's a nice draw. Um, so let's ease into the uh, Vol State College Foundation and uh, have uh, you and Allison tell us more about that and, and uh, how that works and how the community can help. Okay, great. Well, as I mentioned, we are a separate nonprofit organization. However, our mission is strictly for the college. The great news is, and I've always said that this is a fundraiser's dream job because the college pays all of our administrative costs. So no administrative cost comes out of our donor dollars. If they designate it to a particular event, it goes to the event. If they designate it to a scholarship, it goes directly to the scholarship. So that is a tremendous blessing. And mm -hmm. we do raise money for scholarships for students. We have a student emergency fund that uh, we allow students uh, to avail themselves of that from time to time. You know, uh, sometimes something as simple as a $300 tire can derail them. And so we have a student emergency fund for such, such emergencies. We also have a food pantry. We raise funds for the Tennessee Small Business Development Center, which is on our campus and provides uh, confidential counseling, one-on-one -on -one counseling with small businesses, and it's free. And they also offer some fantastic classes, marketing, and pretty much whatever a small business might want at, at nominal fees. So we raise, and then if, if there's any other capital projects, like I mentioned, the Steinhauer Rogan Black Communities Building and, and the other buildings we've raised money for. We've raised money for a nursing program in the past. So we've raised money for those. But um, I will turn it over to Allison, who is our development officer, and let her talk about some of the events that we have. Okay, great. Well, thank you. Yes, so uh, we have several different events that the foundation holds each year, uh, specifically to raise money for scholarships or some of the student support programs that Karen had mentioned. But... Uh, Probably the most notable fundraising event that we have every year is our spring event. Um, it is a women's event, so it used to be known as Educated Woman, and we have kind of freshened up that name because that event had been going on for roughly 15 years. And so now it is called Women Empowering Education, and it is a fundraising luncheon. We typically have a comedian. And the sole purpose of that is to fundraise for scholarships for all state students. And then we also have a fall event each year called Complete the Dream. And that event also fundraises for scholarships for students, as well as in the past years, as Karen mentioned, we were fundraising to start a nursing program. So one year we did have some of our funds from our fall event go to help uh, create that nursing program, as well as in past years, a percentage from the Complete the Dream event has gone to the Student Food Pantry or the Student Emergency Fund. Uh, involving the athletics department, too, is another thing that we do to help support them, whether it be for new equipment or uniforms. 
but we do partner with our athletic department each year for the Ball State Golf Classic. It's always the first Monday in August. Uh, and so that particular event is to help our athletics here at Ball State. Oh, okay, great. Great. A lot of good things going on. So there you are, guys, there's, um, there's actually one other thing I, I kind of like for Allison to talk about for just mm -hmm. a minute. And that is um, she works with our alumni as well. And I know you may have some listeners out there who are alumni. So I'm going to let Allison chat about that. For you. Oh, okay, great. And so when I came to work at the college, it'll be seven years in June. I knew Ball State well. I knew them as a partner in the community. I knew a handful of people that had, had come to school here, uh, but it was really great when I started working here and especially um, overseeing the alumni outreach is all the people in our community that Ball State has touched, whether they took classes here towards their associate's degree or received a certificate from here. Uh, and so Ball State just, I think, hold a, a very special place for a lot of people in our community. And so we continue to try to engage our alums, get them back on campus. We've been very successful the last few years as we had um, an alumni baseball weekend with a lot of our baseball players that um, played for us over the years all came together for a weekend and we had a cookout and a baseball game. We also did something similar for our softball players too. I, I know that during that time, a lot of those athletes here at Ball State um, became very close to their coaches and teammates. So it's always great to, to have a weekend where we can bring them all back together and enjoy a softball or baseball game. But we also try to find mixers, different events that we can engage other alumni that are in our community. So again, if, if any of your listeners are Ball State alums and want to re-engage with Ball State or be up to date on events that we might have, they certainly can go on to our webpage and um, submit their contact information and I would love to talk with them. Awesome. Yeah. Being a formal, former baseball player, I, I can imagine how much fun that would be to get back yes. to your teammates. Yeah, that's great. And, that's great. And one other thing I would like to just kind of add is a lot of people think that college is free, especially community college. Now that we have the programs, Tennessee Promise and Tennessee Reconnect, and those are fantastic programs that um, help us help our dollars stretch a lot further. But Tennessee Promise is for students who come straight out of high school with no break. And eight, so age 18 and the Tennessee Reconnect picks up. They just changed the age to 23, which is great. But as you can see, there's a little bit of a gap. So if you're um, between the ages of 18 and 23, and decide, I want to take a year off, I don't know what I want to do, and then decide you want to go back to college, there's really nothing else out there much. And so that's kind of one, one of the ways that we can help pick that up. Our average age at Ball State is 22. So as you can see, we do have the, that gap. Um, but also, Tennessee Promise and Tennessee Reconnect just covers tuition. So books are quite expensive. They can be anywhere from $500 to $1,000 per semester 
including ebooks. People have a tendency to think that they're not costly, but they are, unfortunately. And there are other uh, programs that have certain fees, uh, extra fees, and that kind of thing. So we do still see significant need in terms of scholarships. But we are very grateful for our Tennessee Promise and Tennessee Reconnect, but we just kind of help bridge the gap there. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Great information this morning. Thank you both so much. Let's uh, let's give everyone uh, information how to look into Vol State, how, how to find you guys on all social media or Internet. Uh, where do they find you? Uh, well, we are on Facebook. Um, we also have our website. Our website is www.volstate.edu. And I'm going to let Allison talk about our social media. Absolutely. We are on Facebook, Instagram, as well as we have a YouTube channel. And you can find us at Ball State Alumni and Friends. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this is great information. There are so many things going on there I'm sure people did not know. And uh, we want to invite everyone to visit uh, down there. If you are a current student um, here in in uh, Portland or Gallatin going to high school and you're really undecided where to go, go visit the Vol State campus. Go see them. A lot of great things going on there. It's a great place to start, even if you say, well, I want to go get this degree or that degree later. Why not? Why not go close to home for a couple of years and get those some of those general studies and things and and uh, do it close to home and, and get in the feel for how it all works. And then you can move on to a, to a bigger four year if you need to. Or you may, as, as we talked about, you may just walk away with a, a wonderful education and walk right into a great career. Thank you, ladies, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. This was the Portland Morning Brew with Troy Holden. If you'd like to be a guest, reach out to the Portland Chamber of Commerce. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Be sure and visit the Chamber's Facebook page for more information. Thanks for listening, and join us again soon.